Well, I appreciate you, Stephen, for, for joining me today. I know we have uh, talked a few times and, and really interested in, in, in good cards and its mission and sort of, you know, your overall background in, in tech. And I know we speak a lot about technology and, and social impact and how the two can start, kind of merge and and form this relationship that could that could bring a lot of uh, features to the world that that benefit you know not only consumers um, but also companies organizations. There's such a there's such an amazing pipeline of of ways technology can embed itself into to our lives for good. And I, I think maybe we're at a bit of a crossroads in our culture where we we see sort of the negative press of technology and, and the bad things it can do. But maybe let's talk about some good things it could do. And uh, yeah, that sounds talk, great. Let's talk about your your journey in, in sort of impact tech, if you will. I was always someone who was a little bit excluded in life, right? I I, I fell in the bathtub at three, broke, broke my front teeth, had buck teeth, was the kid that always kind of was pushed aside, if you will, by my classmates. And it just didn't seem right to me. And as I became a young adult, I got involved in all kinds of different programs like youth and government and things that allowed me to have a say and be build that confidence that, hey, maybe I am somebody. Uh, and I've always sort of thought about that underdog. And so when I was actually in grad school, this is like 91-ish, 1991, uh, I got internet for the first time. And I was a political science undergrad and into campaigns and all that kind of jazz. And I got online and I thought, oh my God, this is going to be the most powerful medium in politics ever. And then I often would say, well, actually, it's still television, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in terms of uh, organizing and communicating. And, you know, through a whole mix of things, I ended up creating the world's very first election information website. And I created it in a nonpartisan way mm-hmm. uh, called Minnesota eDemocracy. And, you know, I got candidate information, but we also had an online candidate debate and mm-hmm. we had a discussion forum about Minnesota politics. This is in 1994, right? Wow, it's crazy. Um, the media was on our site. We had people type in the voter guide from the government because we couldn't get it electronically. We had to retype it in to get it on the internet, right? <laughs> we had volunteers with, there used to be, we had these suitcase Macs that you could use with a modem, right? I don't, know what they were, I don't know what they were called, but they were like these portable Macs. We had volunteers on election night sitting next to the green screen, typing in election results in real time. <laughs> <laughs> from the green screen to put it on the internet, the, some of the first election results ever online. But what I discovered, you know, as having been a political person and now doing nonpartisan work was that, you know, that ability to convene people and connect people across differences. Uh, when people kept talking on our forum um, on Minnesota politics, we're like, oh, huh, our job is to be a trusted, neutral host of dialogue among people who disagree, right? And these are early days. So like I got invited to speak all over the world, you know, journalists from all the world calling me up. Uh, I've spoken now in 35 countries about democracy and the internet uh, in the 90s and in the early 2000s and to about 2010 or so. That was kind of my life, right? I would uh, do uh, speaking and consulting around the world about, to governments and others about how the democracy, how the internet could be used in democracy. And then I would volunteer with my Minnesota project. So let's get into good cards a little yeah. bit. But also, how did that transition from GovTech, you know, for lack yeah. of a better term, into sort of the private sector, right? Did somebody call upon you and say, hey, I got this idea to do good carts. Here it is. Let's do it. First, yeah. let's let's talk about just the formation of good carts and the idea yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, for me, it's fundamentally shifting for technology for good uh, in democracy to technology for good via voting with your dollars, right? Yeah. You know, um, and I remember, you know, I had this green consumer guide when I was in college that I had picked up actually in England when I was studying over there for a bit. And I had always had this interest in like, how, how do I shop my values? How do I, how do I do things in my life that impact? Because you add all that up, right? Uh, we can move all kinds of things without having to even wait for government policies to change, right? So, I mean, for me, you know, uh, honestly, it comes down to like a big reboot. 
So what should I do next? And how can I use my digital door knocking skills for somebody else? So instead of just pushing edemocracy.org, where can I find a place where I could really, you know, use my skills? And I connected with a, a longtime friend of mine, someone I'd connected with every few years uh, named Chris Dykstra. And he is the founder of a company called WearCorp. And he's also the founder of Good Cards. And so he had an alpha version of Good Cards, kind of sitting on the shelf. They had developed it. They'd gotten 20 stores into this network. Uh, it was basically, they had some issues choose with the, how hard it was to recruit stores. So he opened up his laptop. We were meeting over lunch and he showed me this demo. And basically, you know, I describe good cards as a smart digital version of coupons on the back of the receipt, right? So you, you look at the, mm -hmm. you go to a receipt page, you get to go there. And I looked at that and I thought, oh my God, this could work. This could work. And I was, I was like, you know, I, I just basically spent the next three months talking to him, researching it, digging into the sort of the, the, the model and the technology. And, uh, you know, now we're getting close to 100 stores uh, in the network. And we launched our Shopify app in September, went from basically like our, uh, from our beta phase when I joined to now we're public as of September. Uh, so let's talk about the actual tech part of things. And yeah. Let's talk about it from a Shopify point of view, because I think probably most people that are listening, most entrepreneurs, they probably have Shopify stores. You know, some might have WordPress or Squarespace or... Oh, yeah. You know, so in the U.S., Shopify is popular, but maybe it's not even... It's about 50% of e-commerce stores overall. But, but here are the numbers that are even more niche. This is our own research using a tool called Built With, just trying to figure out in terms of purpose-driven retailers, you know, mm -hmm. beat corps, fair trade, ethical yep. fashion, folks that have purpose. I have 38 keywords <laughs> that I mm -hmm. analyze on the homepages. So about 4% of e-commerce sites fit that purpose-driven space based on our analysis. Mm -hmm. However, the highest number of those are on Shopify. So mm -hmm. about 6% of all the Shopify stores in the United States kind of meet those criteria. Uh, so it is a niche kind of a space where they, you know, they are talking about sustainability, organic, ethical, those types yep. of uh, phrases. Uh, but Shopify has some momentum in terms of the whole plugin environment or the apps environment. And so yep. we just invested in creating a Shopify app to make it like you can join good carts in 10 minutes. I yep. mean, you just push the add button, create a coupon for your store, and now you're getting free traffic from all the other stores in the network. And the radical thing that we did uh, with COVID is we dropped our commissions. And then our founder had an epiphany, right? He said, you know what? Let's just scratch commissions for impact retailers. <laughs> now, we certainly will have fees and commissions for bonus, well, fees for bonus services, things that are extra if we, if we build up our relationships to 100 sure. stores or 1,000 stores, whatever. Uh, and then we have other affinity networks where there could be fees or commissions. Uh, so it's not like it's going to be free forever because we got to have, have, like I said, you got to generate the revenue in order to do the service. But, you know, it's really opened things up and there's, there's really no reason not to join unless basically your brand is just one that doesn't like working with others. I mean, and, and, you know, and you're, yeah. some, are, some brands are like that where they just prefer like we don't ever collaborate in, in any kind of official way we don't link to anybody else but because all the stores have gotten their money they, they got a customer it's you know it's someone who's actually paid uh you know paid and now they're going and being introduced to a cross sell right to see opportunities from other stores and that's it's an amazing engine with a super high click-through rate uh to the stores uh with conscious consumers uh in a buying mood with a credit card still out let's talk about like a a real world example of how it might work, right? So yeah. a consumer goes to, to so let's say the women's bean project. Yep. Um, you know, they click on pay now or, or buy now from the shopping cart on the women's bean project. Then what happens? Here's kind of where the magic happens, right? For the consumer right. and for the brands. Yep. So the women's bean project sells soup. So bean soups, right? So you would, uh, you know, when, when they 
the receipt comes up, there's a little box that's sort of put into the receipt and it's very muted. It's intentionally has no branding. It just says, hey, as thanks for your purchase, you've earned exclusive discounts at other shop for good and sustainable stores. Like us, we're part of the Good Cards Network and then there's a click here button in green uh, or whatever color the store changes it to. So we have a super high click-through rate from receipts. I don't, I don't, we don't record it. It's proprietary, but uh, it, it, it's what opens up eyeballs when we explain uh, the model to uh, folks one by one. They click, they push that button, right? Uh, and then it's what we call a brand discovery moment. You open, it opens up, and you have, you know, if you're on mobile, you see one discount at a time. If you're on desktop, you see a whole range of different discounts that you can choose from from all sorts of brands you've never quite likely never heard of. Mm -hmm. um, and so the challenge obviously is everybody's looking for Patagonia or some big brand. What we're really is we're doing a lot of smaller and we actually got Naturepedic, fa you know, famous organic uh, mattress company that just, just, just mm -hmm. joined. So we're actually getting larger and larger stores to join. Dean's Beans, that's our big copy, fair trade copy brand from out east. It's part of our network. And so you have that sharing going on. People can choose one. Mm -hmm. They go, they click one and then they get a little more information about not just the deal, but also their impact mission of, this, of the brand. Uh, and then you put an email address in uh, to claim a coupon. And uh, then of those who actually claim them, about 8% of, 8 to 10% of those coupons are redeemed, which is actually kind of twice what you would expect when someone comes to your store for the first time, having never been to your website before yeah, uh, with yeah. a discount in hand. Yeah. So that, I mean, and that, and that's, it's that simple. Like we're not an ethical brand directory. We're not an ethical brand marketplace. You know, you can't buy from our store. It's really just a place like post-checkout to get, you know, a, bo a perk of like earning these discounts. Mm -hmm. At other stores and you can also it's a discovery tool as well right that's really cool the cool thing about it is that you could discover all these conscious brands that you said probably never heard of right which is which is the cool part about it that i love yeah and then also and we are gonna when we hit 100 stores we're gonna have a campaign called 100 stores 100 impact stories so we are we are gonna boost up our member showcase we don't offer discounts right on our own site to the public without mm. having made a purchase somewhere right. else right well you, you can certainly in the future link in and, and you know start with the store we have i see people sometimes they'll go i'll get a discount at one store they'll go to the next one they'll get a discount for another store and they'll make two <laughs> or three purchases <laughs> boom 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 you know uh what a deal and you know who who wins right i mean yeah. the impact side of, of product wins the, the store wins because they have a new customer the customer wins because they got a little discount i always say you know when you like to save the world for 20 percent off but uh, here's yeah. here's what's cool from the the business yeah. point of view right if a store brand wants to sign up, it's free, correct? Like, yeah, you essentially get free traffic and free customers to your site. That's like, correct. That's so the power in it. Like <laughs> for qualifying impact retailers, we, sure. we do have small businesses that you know that are selling traditional products that install our Shopify app, and we don't, it's unadvertised, but we have a a founder circle for small business. We're having conversations with people about a black owned uh, business circle about a made in usa affinity network so mm -hmm. we could we could see lots of different networks that we might yep. may or may not have fees but the key thing is free for for impact retailers and there'll just be bonus options down the road where if you want extra services or extra traffic or whatever you'd have an option to pay but right now we're in it for the long haul you know and be, you know we're getting because you're powered we're powered by the exit traffic of our stores. Normally those receipts are looked at and closed. So it's like totally untapped. And the only losers in our model are the digital behemoths. You know, it's Facebook and Google ads. Mm -hmm. It's Amazon wanting yeah. their 20%. I mean, basically we're allowing you to skip the middleman, uh, not have to bid again, you know, against each other advertising wise to reach conscious consumers. We're really trying to create that, you know, an end around crappy digital advertising. I want to go back to, uh, to Shopify real quick. Cause we mentioned yeah. that it's kind of a flawless, it's a, it's a flawless add with, with Shopify, but WordPress, Squarespace, any other of these platforms is, is it just a snippet of code? 
Like, what, what can these stores do to get? Good yeah. Cards? So obviously, if they go to goodcards.co, it'll say Shopify, click the button. But it says other platforms under there. And so basically, we are going to launch new apps. Next one is WooCommerce is the plan, and then Squarespace, then like. Magento, which has a lot of bigger stores on it. But right now, yeah. any store, as long as you can basically use affiliate marketing with your online store and are on your own domain name, so not on Etsy, but on your own domain name, mm -hmm. uh, you can just plug in a little code uh, in your receipt that will interact with our site. It just takes 30 minutes, 40 minutes if you're technically inclined, or you ask us for help and we'll help install that last little more complicated step for you. I'll end on this, and it's a little bit about the future because I think we're both pretty optimistic on the impact business space, especially in consumables, I think there's a transformation unlike anything mm, ever absolutely. we're witnessing right now. And uh, I'm, I'm so honored to be in the middle of it in, in some little way, right? I think we, we both are and kind of get to interact and like you say, hear all the origin stories and the, the creative ideas and brands that are coming out. So let's say the next like two to three years, the plan for, for good cards is just to keep building getting more brands involved on the platform. So you, you reference some of these bonus things. Are you able to share what, what those are or maybe down the line what they could well, be, what you guys are thinking about? Yeah, well, certainly. Actually, yeah, I'm glad to share. I mean, one of the whole goals in this is to, you know, now that we have 100 members or as we have 100 members, we're talking to them about like, well, what would they like? What do you to need? See? Yeah, for yeah, sure. So uh, one of the things they would like, they, they would love to have the email addresses of the people who claim coupons for their stores. So we, we could add right. a checkbox that would say, hey, you know, give my email. And I don't know whether 10% would would check it, but you know, that might cost a dollar an email. I don't know. Right. So it'd be a bonus feature. They, they want that. They also proposed ideas to us. Like we would like to do joint giveaways. So if you see, sometimes you'll see yep. like five brands will get together, uh, like raffle copter, copter, is it raffle copter, something like that is a, is a, a, a a tool that does that. Well, maybe we could build that into good carts where, you know, we could hook up five of our stores. They do joint giveaways. Everybody puts their email address in to, to win has given permission then to those five brands to then be contacted by those stores. Yep. You know, these stores are hungry for ways to get around the rising digital ad costs of, of Facebook, right? They're hungry for ways to get those new first time customers. Other ideas around, uh, you can, you can AB test your creative right now for free on our platform. You can like create multiple coupons. It just runs in your slot. That's a great thing to do, but I, and this, I've been working on outlines for the idea like well maybe there's a version where you pay a little bit maybe it's 10 bucks a month maybe it's something more than that we'll see what happens but where you could basically put in five different subject lines put in five different images and we would help them discover at a very cheap cost what actually works because you know these are conscious consumers that are coming through our site mostly but this is a competitive moment where you have to like figure out how do you get chosen over someone else right um, yeah you know yeah. But, yeah, so that's important. I should just mention one thing a lot of stores ask about is we have a thing called the block list. So you can, if you're a coffee, you can set up so you don't share your traffic with other coffee brands, you know, it's uh, mm, yeah, important, right? right? No, for uh, sure. But in general, like we just, you know, that'll be free because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's required. And then I mentioned that impact investing piece. I mean, I really think business model wise, you know, if we could create some relationships there where maybe an impact investing firm would, you know, pay X amount a month to subscribe to us. We, we don't, we don't want to disclose, it's very sensitive data. So we have to be very careful. Yeah. We all like opt in. The store would have to decide, yes, I'd like to be contacted or the store would have to come to us and say, hey, I'd like to be exposed to people who are, are looking to you know, invest in st startups like this. Thought about crowdfunding tab as well. Like if you don't yep. want to buy something, why not you know, invest in, in some of these brands? I mean, yep. what an opportunity you know, to just take that traffic. We have eyeballs, let's use them for good. And in some cases it'll cost something, other cases it won't. Uh, last thing I'll say is that as we create these other affinity networks, also have traffic partners in media, petitioning sites, nonprofits, you yep. made a donation, you earned it 
discount. We could certainly have some revenue share with like traffic partners. Yep. And then the stores would opt in to say, yes, I would like extra exposure. They would understand what it would cost for that extra exposure. I love results-based models would only, only cost them something if it works and opportunities like that. No, I love it. I, I think the, the giveaway idea is, is brilliant. I think it, that's a great way to get to get more people sort of involved and have that sort of action of, of entering their email list to, to get, you know, to win $500,000 worth of, yeah. of conscious gifts, essentially, right? So I think that's yeah. a great idea that would really, really work really, really well. So well, and we want your ideas, too. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, hey, I got a good idea for good cards. So you know, get in touch, right? Because, yeah. you know, we're trying to create a different way to grow the impact economy. Right. Like I, I actually had a website. Our goal is like create a billion dollars worth of revenue across the impact economy. Right. In the next 10 years. Right. Would that be great? Right. So let's do that. And, you know, it might be an idea that you have that you can bring to us or share with us. Maybe you're a member store. You're going to join us. You also have some ideas. You know, let's build it together and let's do something different. That's the power of tech. We can pretty much do anything at this point. It's just the ideas. Appreciate it, Stephen, uh, so much. Thanks for taking the time. Love good cards been looking at it for for a while and reviewing it and you know I, I usually won't really do stuff like this unless i believe in it right so uh appreciate what you and the team have built free traffic to your website perhaps a new customer for free i mean cost of acquisition like could be zero is pretty incredible i think it's an innovative yep. idea especially within this niche space that is growing but again it's also just a tool to add to all the tools that we use, uh, but I know for, for impact brands, things can get expensive, right? All these email yeah. service providers that you need, all these paid Shopify plugins or, or whatever it may be, uh, hosting fees, right? There's so many costs that go into, you know, a conscious business from an e-com uh, perspective. And we that this we is a free one. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah we exactly. We complement all those other tools. There's no one else does exactly what we do in the purpose-driven space. There are a few tools that like we'll share ads for all e-commerce stores before checkout and they're bottom of the barrel kinds of ads, right? It's just, it's just not good. You know, we can have different circles. Uh, I'd like to have an all vegan network, for example. The vegans have said, as long as all the coupons are vegan, we'll do it. And I said, okay, bring me 20 vegan stores, right? Because we can do that. Our technology is there. We can create these dedicated circles. And, uh, you know, I'm just inspired to figure out how we can figure out their stores, how to drive them more traffic, you know, have that it's, yeah, it's free customer acquisition costs because they've invested their exit traffic in it and mm -hmm. they deserve to have something back in return for that. And then the question will be, once we have critical mass of a thousand stores and more, like what can we do and build together that will cost something that will actually be worth it for them? You know, mm -hmm. and we'll make that happen. Appreciate the time, Stephen. Have a Thank you. great day. Have a great week and best of luck the rest of this year.